0: Done. No, I've, uh, I'm all all cooked up. Alrighty. <laughs> well, let's get going then. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a, another episode of Another Nerdy Podcast with Niebuhr and Danny. I am Niebuhr. And I am Danny. And we're here for episode three, the, uh, the third year. We're out of the naughty twos and we're into the terrible threes this mm. time. So, uh, got some more uh, news, gaming and uh, pop culture released. A lot of civil war to be talking about. I'm sure Danny's very excited about that one. Oh, oh,
1: I'm I'm very excited.
0: He's very excited, and he's a little disappointed. But we'll get to that reason why he's disappointed in the future when we get to that. But why could off, I be disappointed? I don't I don't know, and uh, probably best to not tell the people out there why. But we'll start off as we do like to start off every weekend with what we've been watching, what we've been playing. And uh, last week we did start off with the playing first, and uh, so we like to swap it up. We like to keep it. To, like to keep it uh, back and forth, a little to and fro here, Danny. A little interesting. Yeah, so we'll start off with The Watching, and of course, the big one. Of course, we all know what you watched this week. It was released on Thursday. How many times have you seen Civil War?
1: I've only seen it once. Can you believe it?
0: That is the sound of people going, liar! <laughs> I, <laughs> was me- I was, I was meant act- to see it
1: again on the weekend, but I was a little too busy. Uh-huh. I will be seeing it again um, probably tomorrow night.
0: That is awesome. I, on the other hand... Uh, How many
1: times have you seen it? Zero. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I'm disappointed.
0: (laughs) I, however, on the other hand, have been catching up, uh, caught up on the latest episode of Game of Thrones on Monday night, as well as introducing Georgie to the wonderful world that was Top Gear.
1: I see what you're trying to do here. You're trying to get away from the fact that you haven't seen Civil War and uh, entice me with some Game of Thrones talk.
0: Well, I think we'd better because we'll get onto Civil War, (laughs) I'm certain we'll get into it in the news phase and even probably... Uh, a bit later on as well, but uh, Game of Thrones, uh, that was fantastic. Uh, what did you think of this week's episode? I just want to get a quick, quick, your quick take.
1: I love it. You loved it? I loved it. This this series is just incredibly tight and uh, fantastic so far. I it's wasn't... a nice slow burn. I, there's something's coming. Something's over the horizon. And we can't see it yet. Have
0: faith. I I do have faith. I just wasn't completely impressed with the episode. Like, I liked it. What I, about it? What about I, it? To I, I honestly person? felt like it was a. Cont- it was. I honestly feel like the first two episodes have been what episode one should have been compacted. I honestly feel that we uh, we had the intro to the series in season one, I, I and understand. we got a lot more of that in episode two. Now. Not talking about any spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, but of course, this is Game of Thrones, so people die, and I won't spoil who dies, but there were times where I'm just like, okay, that was really cool to see that person die, but then there were times where I'm just kind of like, really? We're not... We're still... I'm still figuring out who the characters are? Like, I get it. Where's the next plot Well,
1: here's, here's, here's the one thing I want to say about that. The amount of characters we have now is ridiculous.
0: They yeah, they are trimming, yeah, yeah. they are trimming the fat. I feel like they're on. trying
1: to you know trim the fat down, but keep yep. us introduced to the world. Yeah, obviously some of these characters are already starting to introduce and meet each other. Yeah, so hopefully these 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 pairings, these groupings, are starting to come together. So I think we're going to get more of this kind of a show of all these random characters, and not necessarily know where they're going until we get to a climax episode, like our, you know, standard episode 9, and then it's going to be, oh, that's what it all meant. Yeah, I
0: think I, I've I've already made... I'm Look, I want to do this right now. I'm going to test your long-range ESP and my long-range ESP. I would like you to make a call of what you think the big episode 9, the big, like, is someone going to die, or what do you think is going to happen? I want to put it on record, and we're going to have a look at this right now.
1: Wow. Wow, okay. I'll go first. You go first, because I I haven't even... I put you on the spot, but I'm going to give you... I
0: put you on the spot, but I've been thinking about this for a while, and I've made this call to people of my family and my friends, but now I'm going to make it to the internet. You are going to see, by the end of season six, three dragon riders. No. You are also going to see, and this is my other one, this may not happen this season, but it's going to happen next season, Bran Stark is going to control a dragon. That is my two big things. I think you are okay. going to. Maybe you won't see three dragon. Riders. What about this
1: season? Talk about. Let's talk about this season. What do you think? Right. How are we going to end this season? What's where is this season culminating? Where would you guess this season is culminating?
0: Honestly, I think this season, given the way that they're starting to build the White Walkers, finally after basically saying, "Hey, they're in season one and not giving us anything." Granted, they had to go through a whole lot of, lot of wars of and course. other stuff. But I think this season is going to culminate in a lot of people having to come together to stop the White Walker threat at the Wall. Again, they've made the Wall the place to be. They've kind of, You know how it used to be in Season 1 and 2 as King's Landing, and then yep. they kind of went yep. away and they're at the Wall? I think that's, again, we're going to see a lot of action at the Wall, maybe on the other side.
1: I, I think we've seen a lot of that already. I think what, what we'll be getting a, a bit this season is a complete shattering of the Seven Kingdoms. Ooh. this season is going to decimate all of Westeros, in my opinion. Right. There's going to be the, the whole the Dornish thing. There's yep. going to be a thing there. There's going to be a thing with the, you know, the Boltons. Yeah, yeah. And the Lannisters are going to fall apart and King's Landing is going to be, um, I mean, not King's Landing per se, yeah, but, but Westeros will be in ruin. That's that's where we're going to be They just
0: going. reintroduced the Iron Islands as well. Yep. They've been away for a couple of Every, I think
1: everything is going to culminate in this giant catastrophe. Now, he, here's my pitch to yep. you. All right. The reason I don't think we're going to be seeing, t- I don't think, too much of the White Walkers yet is because this, uh, the White Wars Walkers are the ultimate threat.
0: Yep. They are, they are winter.
1: Th- they are winter. Well, yep. let's look at it as well like this. We've suddenly got, um, it, it's called A Song of Fire and Ice, Sean. Yes. Sure. So they're the ice. The fire, let's, let's just assume they're the dragons. That's, yep. So it's really—I mean—it's got to end with someone fighting to keep for, to fighting for Westeros against the White Walkers yeah, okay, with dragons. Uh, Here's yeah. my other pitch to you. I'll wrap this up very quickly. A standard hero's journey—if you've heard of that—Joseph Campbell, yeah, the yeah. hero with a thousand faces. Yep. He pitches that a story is all about returning home. Okay, it's all about going on this journey, meeting all these characters, yep. and everyone kind of culminating at home. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to guess the final big battle isn't going to be at the wall. The White Walkers are going to crash straight through that wall. It's going to end in um, Winterfell.
0: Right. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Do you watch a Oh, it's going to... At at the Stark Keep, you reckon? Yep,
1: at the Stark Keep. That's where everyone's going to have their final stand.
0: Wow. And you know what? That's actually a pretty good... Bring I it can... home. Bring it back. You know what? Back where it's Because we're in Game of Thrones, we're going to have to make this a weekly segment. And you know what? We're going to give everyone at least... I reckon we give them two weeks. Two weeks and then we can talk about the spoilers from two weeks ago. So like next week we can talk about episode one. And if you, we'll give you, we'll give you the spoiler warning. We'll tell you when we're going to do it. But you've got two weeks. I reckon that's fair enough, knowing that it's going to come. So we. Can I, I
1: personally think yet. we should give them two days, but yours is probably a bit more fair.
0: Look, I'm just not a hard task master like <laughs> you are. But that was a, that was our weekly Game of Thrones news segment that we've just christened now. So what have you been playing? What have I been playing? Uh, well, again, the the classics, the tried and true comes out. We uh, I played a lot of Rocket League basically surprise, because surprise. well Gamestar the 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 group I'm with we just released our Gamestar Rocket League the girl or hashtag Hey Girl as we like to call hey it Hey Girl Hey Girl so we just released our we just did our first week um, open qualifiers and round one matches of our uh, Rocket League tournament so that's why I've been playing a lot of that I was I went back to Slitherio it just <laughs> keeps calling me back. It does. You know it does. It's <sighs> yeah, a... I agree. Plus, I also, I went back, and because I'm recording and actually editing a couple of videos on my YouTube channel, I went and played Jedi Knight again. Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Academy. It is fantastic. I re- it's reinvigor- re- reinvigorated. Let me uh, spell check that for you. My love for that game. And yep. even 12 years old, it still holds up. It's fantastic yep. fun. What about you?
1: Um, the one game I... Just after a podcast last yeah. week, I was getting ready. I'm like, you know what? for the show I'm going to start playing a new game so I can talk about something new right I got Rise of the Tomb Raider put it into my Xbox oh, yes. I'm like this is going to be fun I've been waiting to play this I mean, game for I've a actually heard time. pretty
0: good things about Rise of the Tomb Raider me too
1: um, I haven't played it yet
0: oh what happened
1: I've just been busy <laughs> 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 non-stop every time I'm like oh I'm going to have a chance to play it I'm like oh, I'll do it later I'll do it later and I just haven't yeah uh, all this Civil War I mean er- everything else has been going on so um, the one game I haven't played is Rise of the Tomb Raider Right, okay. But hopefully this time next week I would have played it.
0: Alright, well that's a good thing to hear. Speaking of Civil War, before we get into the news, yep. let's have a chat about Civil War. Of course, okay. if you don't know, if you've been living under a rock, Marvel's Civil War, the ending of Phase 3, was released on Thursday here in Australia. and uh, The beginning of
1: Phase 3. Is it the beginning? Yes, the I thought the it was the beginning of Phase 4. No, it's the combination of Phase 3. It's the beginning of Calls, uh, Phase 3.
0: Right, okay. okay. Ant-Man
1: was the end of Phase 2.
0: Right. I thought, I, man, on yeah. my faces, I'm off on my phases. This is why you're the movie guy. This is why me. I'm the movie guy. But what did you think? You've seen it. You saw it on opening night. I haven't. Okay. I have No been, spoilers? No, of course. Spoiler spoiler free. We'll give you the two-week warning. Before okay, two-week
1: warning. Okay, well, let, let me just say this. Um, Based off the ads, yep. I went in expecting this big, giant Pachamon. Right, okay. I expected this like non-stop, high-octane action movie right that's not what I got
0: what did you get Danny
1: I got almost more of a a character study between Iron Man and Captain America right yeah I understood their ideologies I understood their philosophies I understood what was happening and really only at the point where they're both at no returns and they're they're facing off and none of them are stepping down do I then get an hour later might I add possibly the greatest action scene I've ever (laughs) seen on screen
0: how long does that action sequence go for, by the way? Is it is it like...
1: I think it goes for about 14 minutes.
0: Wow. Okay, so it is a huge action. Minutes. It is a big sequence.
1: It honestly felt like half an hour. There's so much right. in that action scene.
0: I, I've seen... Of course, lo- we are referring to the scene at the airport, which yep. is featured in the trailer where they go head to head. Yeah. I'm not going to
1: your... say anything more about it. Yeah. All I am going to say is from the moment that sequence started to the end of that sequence, I had a big smile on my face.
0: Wow. Well, that's good.
1: I I don't think I've ever been so giddy while watching an action scene. There's like, oh, afterwards getting pretty giddy about it or being really giddy to see it. Yeah, yeah. But as I was watching it, every moment there was like something else was happening and it was just, oh, it was fantastic.
0: And look, I understand and I am very excited to see it. And uh, look, the reason I, I look, I do have a legitimate reason why I didn't go and see it. I was going to go see it on Thursday night, on opening night with, uh, with you. However, I had... I had to take care of personal issues at home, make sure that we're all good. We were good. And then I'm like, right, Sunday, 11.30 a.m., that is when I'm going to go see this movie. <laughs> Saturday evening, my wife is in the shower. I wasn't pervy on her, you dirty people. Get your mind out of the gutter. But I, I'm i down in the kitchen.
1: Again, and, I don't believe you, but keep going. Right,
0: well, keep, continuing on. I'm, she's in the shower, and I hear water dripping from underneath the house. And I look down, I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Look in the shower. And, of course, what do I see? That the grout in the sealant, the sealant has has gone away. So, being the actual responsible male that I had to be in charge of a house... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had to get my Tim Allen on, and I had to go to the hardware store, the Bunnings Warehouse, the equivalent of Home Depot for our American listeners, and I had to buy stuff and fix that. So, I haven't gone, but I'm going this week... I'm very hyped to see it, and considering that the reviews were very, very hyped for it as well. They're pretty and, positive. And, well, well, to be... Well, yeah, they have been, and uh, look... I'm going to go see it this week. And that is a great segue to begin our news segment. Speaking of reviews being very good, I'm on my game today. This is fantastic. Let's get into some news, shall we, Danny? I love news. All right, let's start off with the movie news again this week. And, uh, well, it is Civil War related.
1: Okay, let's start with some Civil War news. So, firstly, it's been released internationally everywhere except China, I think Russia, Italy, and
0: America. Why? Why would they? Why would it not be released there? What do they have? Some kind of censorship or something? <laughs> no, it's coming. It's oh, coming. Okay, it's coming. Oh, it's, it's coming this week. So uh,
1: this t- this time next week we should be past opening weekend. So right, we'll have okay. some actual figures that we can talk about. Yeah. Um. But we'll start with that. It's already made two hundred million domestically. Not opening up in some of the largest markets
0: in the world. Wow. So that's uh, for people who don't know. Give them a comparison to some other big movies they may have. Understood. Well, <sighs> is that, that? I can't that, really. It's more than Ultron. That's Star it's, wars it's, that's it's Star Wars Ultron. money, isn't it? Star Wars was in the three hundred. Qu- it's not
1: quite Star Wars money, but it's more than Ultron. Now, Ultron made one uh, in a one point four billion dollars right. internationally. Right. So it looks like it's definitely going to be clearing one billion. Right. Versus something like um, Batman vs. Superman, which is uh, full, uh, which isn't even going to reach nine hundred.
0: Yeah. And look, and look at us talking about, oh, they're not even going oh, oh, to make $900 million. Oh, yes, yes, the uh, fat cats, yes, money!
1: <laughs> well, the, the difference is that, yeah. I mean, Civil War is probably a, a, a different to a lot of the other Marvel uh, movies. Yeah, yeah. This is a movie where the only person Kevin Feige reports to is the chairman of Disney Directly. Right, okay. So, and really, based off the track record, he can kind of do whatever he wants now. So, Civil War was a very expensive movie for Marvel. Yeah. Whereas their first few movies were actually very cheap. Mm. That said, the Batman vs. Superman film was a very, very, very expensive film. Yes. So, that really needed to crack at least 800 to start making a profit.
0: So, they only just made a profit. They only Batman. just made a profit. Still, that was still a bit of a profit, at least. But... Look, I know that uh, that speaking of Kevin Feige having control, it's not really a big news point from the week, but it was something no. very interesting to note. However, that was officially confirmed that Kevin Feige and the creative team of Marvel are fully in control of Homecoming. Sony have yes, got nothing yes. to do with the new Spider-Man movie. Well, they're
1: still finding it. They still do well, need to approve things. There's but some level of... But you're 100% yeah. right. Kevin Feige is the guy that's going to be making the decisions. Now, why our viewers or listeners should care about that is Kevin Feige mm. is the architect behind putting the Avengers together in the first place.
0: Yeah, that if that doesn't make you excited for the possibilities of what we'll be seeing from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, especially now that they've... Uh, I was thinking, was thinking about this today in the fact that they've essentially... Now, the Avengers have no one else on Earth, really, that they can stand up to. Other than themselves, not really anyone else on Earth, which is why now is the perfect time to start... Bringing in the spectrals, the like the Doctor Strangers, yep. the yep. The, um, in, the you know the fact that there's the rumours of Hulk going into into Stella going out mm-hmm. towards seeing Guardians of Galaxies, all this stuff floating out around yeah. there. And
1: well, there there are still there are still villains on Earth. Well, there are there are.
0: <laughs> but in saying that, I think is now mm-hmm. they've timed it right to perfection to start bringing in the idea Absolutely. of that. Well, now that we know. It's kind of like the Pokemon theory of the fact that you know fighting. We all get fighting Pokemon. You know, you smash you in the face, but we don't get ghost or spectral kind of things, magic, yeah. if you will. And that's now like we've had our first taste of it with Scarlet Witch. She obviously being a magic magic user. And Vision
1: yeah. even his his uh, powers uh, purely from his Infinity Stone.
0: That's true as well. And now because of that, and uh, look, we were just watching uh, Age of Ultron, which was a great warm up for this I podcast. Really I have to that say. Movie, yeah.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll stick with Marvel for another uh, right, another little news story so. here. But Punisher.
0: Oh, the Punisher. The,
1: yeah, the Punisher, John yes. John Barrathol's the Punisher has been confirmed to get his own Netflix series.
0: Was anyone really surprised by that, really, given how no. well Daredevil, how <laughs> Daredevil Season 2 went? No one was surprised. It's the kind of
1: news story they're like, Really? You, I, didn't you announce that weeks ago? Oh, no. We just assumed.
0: Wasn't that announced in Daredevil Season 2 by the Punisher just <laughs> it, showing it up? It should have been. Um,
1: I, I think he was a highlight of Daredevil, so I'm super excited by that.
0: Yeah, and of course, the Punisher is actually a very interesting character. Of course, he's like an ex-Vietnam vet, veteran. He's uh, one of these characters which... Brings a bit of a dark side to the MCU, you know, uh, the kind of a, I guess you could say he's more of a wild child, I guess, kind of. Yeah, he's, you will, he's,
1: really, he's really, a- really a wild card as, as far yeah. as that's all concerned, and the, no one knows exactly how he's going to relate to the Defenders, which yeah. is the Netflix combination of the Avengers, but we can talk about that another time, I think.
0: That's going to be very exciting to see that. Well, but...
1: well, if you're happy to stick with some more superhero I, news. I am. I, I a, like have got a couple more points. This seems to be
0: the points. theme of this, uh, of this podcast, but that's yeah. all right.
1: Um, the... Quickly, we'll touch on the Flash movie, which isn't meant to be coming out until two thousand and
0: eighteen. Okay. Yes. The uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm sure you're sure you've heard of that.
0: Uh. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I haven't seen him. He runs too fast. Yeah, I've that's true. Of... I haven't seen him either.
1: Yeah. Um. But the director, Seth Graham Smith, who was the writer of Dark Shadows and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh yes. Has uh, pulled out of dire- as director due to creative reasons.
0: Wow, that's that's worrying signs off the bat.
1: It could be. I do know um, Marvel have lost directors in the past, though. That's true. So I don't want to necessarily start picking on on Warner Brothers and the the DC film properties for something because this is very far off. Better them figure out if it's working or not now than go, we're starting production next week and we're going to fire the director.
0: Yeah, no, you make a really good point there, but I guess my question to you, being the movie buff that you are, does uh, you think, do you think that this is coming off the back of, say, for example, the Batman v Superman, do you reckon that's coming off that the the production studio is basically just going to rein it in and go, when realistically, I think they honestly should be letting it go, like, it honestly feels like Warner Brothers are going, it didn't make enough money, we need to do something, where... And it feels like they already kind of had their hand in that pie in BVS.
1: I, I completely agree with what you're saying. What what they're doing is they they're starting to put the reins on some of these other films and go, you yeah. know what? We're originally going to have a budget of 150 million. Those early Marvel films they were made for less than 100. So let's cut some of this budget back. Let's yeah. let's lose what what we're doing in some of these films a little bit and make it a, a little bit more accessible and a little bit more affordable. I really think that's what they're doing. And this was a case of this director going, you know what? No, I'm not in. Too much pressure. The, these films are going to get harder and harder to make. Yeah. And he's a fir- it was g- it was going to be his uh, first time directing. Slot and that said, I'm also uh, not a big fan of the the few scripts that he's written. So I'm uh, I'm happy to see him go.
0: All right. Well, uh, look, I really hope the DC Universe can actually the DC EU or whatever it's yep, called. Yep. DC EU. The DC Extended Universe, which is their equivalent of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They just yep. don't call it the Cinematic. Yep. But um, I'm good to see the DCEU. I hope it gets start getting some better quality movies. I think the I'd Batman, still the, ba- say the, ba- Batman was, the Batman Man of Steel was okay. Man of Steel was I good. I, I enjoyed Man of Steel. Look, it had some issues, but sure. you know, overall I enjoyed it. But yep. I do think there are is hope, especially with Ben Affleck's Batman. I think that's got Give a, me that, now. that has got some really good hype behind it and I'm looking forward to seeing that. But uh, look, I really hope they can actually get a string of movies. Just as me as a moviegoer, I don't. You know, we obviously don't like seeing bad movies. Oh. And um, given the fact that they are starting to realise that comic book movies can be more than just a one-hour punch fest, as you said with Civil War, that should start ticking people off that we can have really in-depth movies, and people will go and watch them.
1: Absolutely, and the, they'll they'll pay to see it, and they'll line up around the block too, as well. Yes, yeah, um, there, there's a couple more things I'll, I'll touch on uh, that, that we've, we've got here. Um, very quickly, while we've, we've mentioned Batman, the Killing Joke trailer for the animated film has
0: uh, dropped during the week. Man, Mark Hamill's laugh just gave me chills. Every oh. time. I watched it three times. And every time, just goosebumps up my back. And of course, yep. if you don't know Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, he is known for more than just his uh, role Ooh, like in the Star Wars. skills. Yeah, he's like... Well you know what lightsaber skills really (laughs) back in the back in the 80s but he is actually known as one of the most iconic jokers in the entire animated universe one could argue
1: the best joker we've ever seen on screen
0: yep and uh if you don't know what we're talking about you haven't watched some of his other movies but also he
1: was in the arkham arkham games. yes he was he was yes
0: he was he was the joker in the arkham movies that's exactly right but what did you think of the trailer? It gave me chills. But It gave me
1: chills. I don't want to see anything more about it. I want to see it. I can't wait. It's coming out, I believe, in uh, July, and it's yep. too, too long away. I want to see it now.
0: Yeah. So, uh, look, let's just touch on the last bit of movie news. What do you reckon? The little points that we have going at the moment.
1: Sure, sure. So, I mean, the, the last thing I want to touch on is Alicia Vikander. Yes. She is our new Lara Croft.
0: No more Angelina Jolie.
1: No more Angelina.
0: Oh, what are we ever to do?
1: Well, this is much like, I mean, this is kind of tying up that, that uh, Tomb Raider story from earlier on. Yes. But um, the the new Tomb Raider movie is going to be based off the the reboot that happened a few years ago. The, what, 2010 yep. reboot? Yep, I know exactly what you're trying to um, Where it's going to be her first adventure out. Yep. She's young. She's learning about all this uh, adventurous stuff. She's still very smart, very... Uh, um, skilled young young, uh, young lady, and it's going to be her her first uh, rollicking adventure as the Tomb Raider.
0: Yeah, and I think there is the potential for Lara Croft to be the next Indiana Jones. If done cor- if done correctly, we haven't really seen any any good. Video game movies, realistically, there's been a couple. There's been a couple of okay movies. I will yeah. admit, the first I enjoyed the first Lara Croft it wasn't great. I enjoyed it with Angelina; it was okay. Well, you
1: can enjoy it and also realize that it's terrible.
0: Yes, that is very true. But I also think what they should be doing with these, with this character, is just forget, forget the. Um, forget the games. Don't even Absolutely. worry about the games. The whole idea of Lara Croft, she, you know, she is a Tomb Raider. That's what she does. She goes in search of artifacts in tombs. That right there should be enough to get you started on a script without having to worry about the actual game. There is a lot of in, the, especially in the new Tomb Raider, in the Tomb Raider reboot. It was just Tomb yep. Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider which I didn't
1: play this week which you will
0: next week but that's fine we won't hold that against you just like I didn't see Civil War Mm. there is the potential for those episodes or for those stories to just come up with something original we don't need to see what we've seen in games and if they give us that there is a very big potential to give us a really good uh, a first really good movie I'm still holding out for Warcraft this year Duncan Jones is a great director. I know, and I'm still holding out on that one, but again, we, the track record on game to movie is not that crash-off. The one
1: thing I will say, though, about uh, Alicia Vikander is yep. she's a fantastic actress. So she, what would people have seen her in? Uh, uh, Doosex uh, Machina.
0: Ah, yes, of course. She was
1: the, the the main robot.
0: If you haven't seen that movie, please go and see it. It was no, probably one of, the, one of the top three movies of last year. Just Absolutely. In terms of um,
1: and she ended up getting uh, winning the Academy Award as well for The Danish Girl.
0: Ah, yes. So, she's yeah, an Academy yeah.
1: Award winning actress. She can right now do anything she wants to do. So, she's attached to this Tomb Raider Lara Croft film. It's a very, 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 very strong sign.
0: Well, that's very good. So, look, I mean, that is that is our movie news for the week. Why don't we talk about some gaming? We've got some interesting stories from the gaming world this week.
1: Excellent. Hit me up.
0: All Where right. You know? So, starting off with our gaming news. Do you know the names John Romeo and Adrian Carmack?
1: I know the name John Romero. Where do I know that name from? So John
0: Romero and Adrian Carmack are two of the most iconic people in all of video gaming history. And not necessarily for their looks. John Romero is, but I'll get to that in a second. (laughs) The game. Have you heard of a little game called Doom?
1: Doom? I think I've heard of something like...
0: Doom, Doom 2, Doom 3, Doom 4, the movie Doom... Well, These let's two ignore guys, that one. Essentially, Adrian Carmack was the guy who coded the game. Yep. John Romero was the guy who who essentially gave it its life its uh its color, its vibrancy. They were the guys who started id software, id.
1: Okay. ID yep, yep.
0: id software went on to make a host of games, great games, um a lot of things, and they are back. Ooh. They are back. And now the last time a lot of people would know of John Romero was the last time he was call- he was calling them his bitch. There was a little game called Die Katana that John Romero wanted to make, and that was literally his advertising slogan. John Romero is going to make you his bitch with this game. Ultimately flopped. Terrible, terrible game. But... John Romero and Adrian Carmack have now teamed up again, the original id Software guys, to make a game called Black Room. And it's a psychological horror first-person shooter sort of game in the same idea of uh, of uh, of Doom and such. Yep. Um, the game itself, um, the game is, and so to give you a quick idea of what it is, it is, imagine a virtual, it takes virtual reality and makes, puts it on steroids, essentially.
1: Okay, now now, now you've you've got me interested.
0: Okay, so what it does is So it is take, it a
1: virtual reality game?
0: No, it's not. It's an FPS game, but the story is taken into the idea of you enter these rooms called black rooms. And when you enter that room, what happens is you can then, it projects the image of the world that you're in. And then it takes you into those worlds. However, the black rooms are glitching, and people are starting to see horror objects, and they're starting to see ghosts, and a lot of uh, things like that.
1: That sounds fantastic. It sounds like you can really play with a lot of those settings a, a, a lot.
0: And uh, I will actually mention this: they actually made their funding within three hours. We are going to have what to, they made it within three hours. They were asking for seven hundred thousand, and they had one point five in less than six. Now, they also said they have a lot of background interest in this game from investors. Yeah. So whether or not this even stays on Kickstarter is something to be I okay. I'm, I'm going to have to have a look cuz people have told me that it may actually be cancelled on Kickstarter. But insane. That,
1: sometimes that's a good sign. That, sometimes that's a good depends. sign. It
0: depends. It depends on how they go here. But that's the first piece of news for the, the Black Room. So if that actually goes ahead, I'm not the. I oh know we're not the biggest horror fans in the world. However, some games, if done right, it, it opens up the possibilities of we can go into the medieval theme because we're in a medieval theme. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's we can go yeah. Sci-fi. We can go war. We can go wherever we want and then... They
1: could present every different type of first-person shooter we've got and then start dropping in and dripping in these horror elements.
0: Yeah, you could be in Call of Duty one moment and then you could be in uh, Deus Ex the next moment. Sounds sounds good. I'm I'm, I'm intrigued.
1: I'm intrigued. We'll We'll follow this story. We'll
0: see how they go. Next up, uh, let's talk about... Speaking... Let's go back onto the topic of video game movies. Ratchet and Clank was released this week in cinemas and the reviews. Danny, I'm afraid to say... They are not helping the case for the video game movie once again. Yeah. So as, as far as the movie goes, it's very, basically, it's aimed at kids. And obviously it's aimed at kids. But the story of it is just boring. I'm not going to go into details because I know a lot of the viewers probably don't really care about the movie. They may know the play the, game, the Ratchet and Clank from the PlayStation games. Yep. But essentially, everyone is kind of on a consensus that the last half an hour is cool. Big battle sequence finale. Animation looks really good. That's something. Story, however, to get to that point, you just like. So, so
1: what you're saying is, when it comes out on Netflix, we'll just skip till there's half an hour left and we will watch it.
0: Yeah, we'll just get drunk, we'll watch it, and we'll laugh at all the funny animations. and we'll record it
1: and upload it.
0: Yeah, but speaking of good (laughs) games, let's go. Let's let's get off the topic of bad games. Let's get on good good games. Good. Pokemon.
1: Oh, you've got my attention.
0: You like Pokemon? We all like. Who doesn't like Pokemon? I'm a big fan. Okay. Do you know what Pokemon Go is? Do I know what Pokemon Go is? Have you heard of Pokemon Go?
1: I don't know, maybe it's an augmented reality game that's uh, going to be international and played through a smartphone. Might have heard one or two things.
0: Well, that is the best guess I've ever heard in the history <laughs> of ever. It of is guesses. true. Pokemon Go is made by a company called Niantic, and they currently are the guys who run slash make a game called Ingress. And Ingress, as you said, is an augmented reality game. And what that means for you if you've never heard of the term AR or augmented reality is the essentially the way the game works is throughout the world, there are statues slash monuments slash landmarks that this game requires you to actually go to. And each of those landmarks is a portal, essentially. And what you do is you're part of one of two teams. You're part of the Enlightened, which are the green or the uh, the frogs, Mm -hmm. or you're part of the blue team, the Smurfs. I can't remember what they're called off the top of my head, but it's green and blue. And to, actually, yeah, there's, there's Smurfs, Smurfs. Smurfs and Frogs. That's what the uh, the sure. players refer to themselves as. So the way that this game works is that if I want to grab a portal, I literally have to drive to that portal and use my weapons at the location. You can't just <laughs> you can't sit in your home and go. I just want to, I, I, you know, Bradbury Field down near where my house is down the road. That would be a portal. But if you want to take it, you have to go there. You can't just sit here. So what they've done is they've decided to take the idea of real world augmented reality and added Pokemon to it. Mm. So you could be walking around the place and your phone will buzz and it says, hey, there is a Pokemon 50 meters from here. If you get there, you can battle it and try and capture that Pokemon.
1: Is there a lot of battling? though?
0: There is a lot of battling. However, the battling isn't long. So that's the thing. It
1: looks more like just uh, throw a Pokeball and catch it. More like Safari Pokemon. You
0: can do that. However, you do need to actually battle battle Pokemon to damage them. You have to damage them to get them to a health okay. in which you will throw a Pokeball. Same like the po- Pokemon mechanics, how it works. My uh, my cousin and one of my uh, my work colleagues, they're both playing it. They say it's actually pretty cool. It's pretty addictive because, you know, we all have a little bit of a nostalgia trip for I, Pokemon. I did
1: sign up. I did try and uh, get access to the alpha or the well, beta, you, you which know everyone's what? released.
0: If you, well, it is the alpha, and you should get on it, because Australia is one of the only countries to I get the get alpha. I didn't get an invite. You didn't get an invite? No. Oh, no, Danny, you're missing out, mate. Oh, I'm so disappointed. But apparently, it does do the Pokemon thing of, there are rare, common, and very rare Pokemon. My cousin Dave has caught, he said, over 50 ratatats.
1: Oh, yeah. that's
0: so, a lot of ratatats. Yeah, right, right. so basically... ratatat,
1: I choose you! Yeah,
0: pretty much. And he's like, is that a very common Pokemon? I'm like, let me put it this way. You hate ratatats because every time that you go through the forest on the way to uh, Viridian City, out of Pallet Town, that's all you bloody run into. And uh, Pidgey. And Pidgeys. Pidgeys. And if you're very, and very lucky, you get a catapie and then you can may, uh, maybe a but Weedle. But you got a Butterfly. The is the very, very rare ones. In there.
1: Uh, uh, or even a Pikachu. You can even get a Pikachu in there.
0: Yeah, well, no. The Pikachu you always find in the forest in between. You always find them in the forest in between Viridian and uh, Pewter City. I've. That's where I always find okay, in yeah, that yeah, forest yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're clearing it out. And of course, if you understand these references, you are part of a little group we like to call Well-Educated. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Pokemon Go is still going, still in the alpha oh. stages at the moment. It's um, Apparently it's getting some very good reviews. They are basically doing it in Australia because they, Australia does have... in a, New Zealand, isn't it? Australia and New Zealand, New Zealand, the oceanic yep. region, because Australia and New Zealand have some very good Ingress communities and it's not so big that it'll stress the servers to the point of explosion.
1: Plus, so. we're quite a large nation. There's yes. a lot of uh, a, a lot of, uh, space.
0: Yes, that's So true. they
1: can really kind of start testing out how far people are willing to go.
0: Yes, they are. So if you want to get on that, they are still accepting applications for the Alpha. Whether or not you'll get in or not is an entirely other question. But go to search Pokemon Go in the Googles, and you'll be able to find uh, what arguably will essentially be uh, the next kind of uh, Slitherio crack can, thing. Can you
1: imagine people just walking around on their phones fighting Pokemon all day long?
0: Yes, no, I can. But the thing is, do you actually remember when they announced it? They announced the Pokemon band yep. to go with so, it. Essentially... Well, that's in
1: with the... Th- you have to have the wrist-throwing motion yes. to throw
0: Pokemon. So what exactly right. So they had essentially announced a band that you put on your wrist, which syncs to your phone via Bluetooth, similar to a watch but not a watch. Uh, but or, Pokemon? Yes, yeah, Pokemon... And any time that you're near, it'll buzz at you and actually show you what Pokemon you're right near and if you can go and catch it. So that's something to keep an eye out on.
1: Can we pre-order these yet? Because I want three. No,
0: you cannot. They're not not pre-orderable yet, unfortunately. I want but want uh, they But I, I honestly think as soon as they open, get on it. as They're going to sell out fast. There's a oh, lot yeah. of Pokemon players out there. And did you know, just speaking of Pokemon, do you know that breeding is a thing? Literally, for the Pokemon World Championships, which is a thing, yep. they have a couple of different categories. They have the unlimited, which means get any Pokemon you want, bring it in. However, people will specifically breed Pokemon in Pokemon XY in yep. the Game Boy DS version, specifically to get moves, combos, and things to take to the World Championships. Yes, yes, I've it heard of It is ridiculous. That.
1: Pokemon can get uh, moves that are outside of their standard uh, attack.
0: Exactly right. So, for example, you could have... A Pikachu that has Rock Throw. Yep. Which is, and you may may be asking us, Niebuhr and Danny, why would you have a Pokemon like that? Well, simply because you want to have the resistance of the Pokemon, but the move to take out other things. It's about expanding your options. In in its Maximizing your options. Exactly right. And, you know, that is something which, that to me is just ridiculous. Because there are kids, and, and, you know, they get right into it. Like 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds. Yeah, you know, I thought I was obsessed with Pokemon at my uh, age. These kids. I have a to secret shame. to tell you. What's that?
1: For I I didn't play the last one. Yep. Because I just wasn't interested, but I did get Pokemon X. Right. I collected all of them. Wow. Seven hundred and fifty well. Pokemon. That is.
0: Or seven hundred and fifty two. I think. Yeah, good effort. That's a very good Thank effort. You. I have never. I've only ever caught all the Pokemon once, and that Which was one? Oh, Pokemon Gold. Ooh. It was a good one. It was that yep. was just well, actually no. It was, it was Emerald, but Emerald was the culmination. It was the yellow, so it was yep. a, you could get yep. either. But okay. that required a lot of. Yep. You know that I, was in the Johto region. Back I got some stuff through
1: some crazy wonder trades. Yeah. Um. I I had some uh some crazy crazy. I got one of the legendaries off a a random trade.
0: There you go. Um.
1: I think it, accidentally he was just uh, this other person I was playing with was showing off his Pokemon. Yeah. Yep. And uh, clicked the button to trade, and I offered something terrible. Right. And he'd already uh, clicked through, so I uh, effectively uh, took his legendary.
0: Wow! Speaking of legendaries, the uh, Pokemon card game that they released on the iPad last year. So they Ooh. actually made a, an electronic version of it, much using Didn't the know kind, that. Well, much like how they do Magic, um, Magic the Gathering, and they have those apps yep. where they actually have legitimate games, and you actually earn in-game points by playing and stuff. Cru- my brother, Chris, he was playing that game. The first pack he opened, he got a Mega Charizard. No way. He did. And I went, you lucky bastard. And of course, that's all he ever plays with, that deck. Like you would he, ever play with anything exactly else. Exactly right. But uh, that is uh, that is something which uh, I think you know, is just something we don't realize that those kind of competitions that... The Pokemon still has the relevance that it does today. It is still just as big as ever. I honestly
1: think we could be talking about Pokemon for the next hour. So. Oh, we totally what probably. other news do you have? Right, for me? I
0: just want to know favorite favorite Pokemon. Go.
1: I feel lame even saying it.
0: No, don't be. Don't be lame. Charizard. I love Charizard.
1: Everyone just, loves Charizard. That's what I mean. Like
0: okay, all right. Favorite Pokemon other than Charizard. That's because mine was Well, only that's Charizard. that's the, you're
1: really putting me on the spot here. I know. Well, I'm putting gonna...
0: myself on the spot. I didn't think of this either. But I'm oh, just gonna. Oh god. I'm just if you all right, and I'll right. I'll limit you. <laughs> original fifty, original one fifty,
1: original one fifty. So okay. so we don't have to
0: go through the whole catalog. of I was going to say there's there's let's just a lot go original one fifty because realistically you that's... hit me hit me hit me. If you okay, uh, it, my top three. Yep. Dragonite.
1: Yep. I love uh, me some Dragon Pokemon.
0: Yeah, I love me some Dragon. Dra- uh, then Rapidash. Yep. Love me a Fire Horse. Yep. And finally, um, I've got to say, just because he was, he just always seemed to be one of the. He just always made me laugh. Um, it was uh, it was Hitmon Champ the idea of just the three armed <laughs> the yeah. three armed yeah. fighting Pokemon who's basically uh, a Hulk Hogan Goro. character. <laughs> yeah pretty much Goro, well actually he, he is based off Goro that is yeah. pretty much for yeah. the Mortal Kombat 2 well, but it always reminded me of like a, a wrestler I, I laughed Arcanine Arcanine yeah I
1: absolutely loved Arcanine Evolved from Growlithe of course yeah of course um, I'm a I'm a really massive uh, Pidgeot fan I use Pidgeot too oh till yeah and I'm a big, big fan of uh, Butterfree. Yeah, it's a strange choice, but that Pokemon has probably caught me more Pokemon than any other Pokemon. See the thing, Sleep Powder. It's 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 magic. It's See, magic.
0: All right. D- did you always pick the Charmander when, when we uh, when you started? <laughs> Please. I was a Bulbasaur. No. But the thing is, you have to grind out the hard hours before the Rock Gym. But once you get past Brock and the Rock Gym, it is the next five badges with Bulbasaur you just breeze through. Okay,
1: I'll I'll, I'll say this much. I was such a big uh, Charmander fan. And guess how I defeated Misty?
0: Charmeleon. With with a Charmeleon? Yeah, of course
1: you did. I just OP'd my Charmander (laughs) so hard. Like, all these water Pokemon come out,
0: and he's like, Slash! Deesh. Yeah, you just need, yeah, that's the thing. You don't use the fire moves on water Pokemon. You no. just beat them to death in submission. Sure, if they had actually
1: uh, used any of their moves, my Charmeleon probably would have died. But
0: see, that was back in the day when we played those originals. We didn't know that really sand attack was important to slow the person down so you get to attack first. Or oh, they may miss. No,
1: we knew. We just chose to ignore this Oh, fact. yeah. Oh, pretty much. I
0: mean, what do you mean? The Sand Attack's wimpy. I'm Slow, not going to play what? that one. No,
1: Sand Attack was good. It's uh, things like uh, Growl was terrible. Yeah, growl. Sand Attack uh, could be very effective if you were um, looking to catch a Pokemon.
0: Growl, on the other hand, could also be very effective. Totally. Because no it's like, well, that's the thing. Growl would always uh, reduce their their accuracy. As yeah. Well, only a little bit, but it was primarily the attack speed. Yeah. But uh, look, we've... We said we could talk about Pokemon for another hour, but we still got some more gaming news to talk about. So let's move on. Let's move good on. Good list though. I like your yeah, list. Yeah, no, oh, no, I quite like my list. It's uh, look, it's it, it's been good news. All right, so let's um, let's move on to the esports scene. Let's move back there for a moment. Counter Strike Go. Is one of the biggest uh, games at the moment. Probably up there with League of Legends and Dota 2. Dota 2 has big tournaments. But Counter-Strike has some very, very big teams and uh, organizations getting behind their team.
1: Are we talking like million-dollar price pools? We are talking...
0: Well, so they have four big tournaments a year, the four majors. And a major is defined by Valve, the company that makes Steam, which in turn made Counter-Strike when they put money in that's classified as a major and they do this for four things a year, much wow. like tennis and they do this for Dota as well however
1: because I know what, all about tennis
0: yes well you don't have to know about tennis but you know they have their grand slam system sure, you know, sure. the four big ones same thing What the, so basically the top prize for that is a million dollars if you win a major oh, you get a million dollars for your team and it's a team of five people not including managers but essentially it's $200,000 per player for winning a major now, there.
1: Imagine winning that. Mom, I told you video games
0: are good. Seriously, the amount, of, the amount of competitions which are getting out there at the moment, they play a competition nearly once every two months at the moment. The wow. majors happen once every three. And on top of that, they have leagues and stuff, which they get up. And then players are earning salaries from corporations because they're earning money from advertising revenue, so on and so forth. All that stuff. But speaking of a team... Sounds that like was, a real so, sport. Basically, Yeah, so for example, teams will get major sponsors to the point yep. where they even get naming rights. Now, an example Ooh. of this is Team UPorn, <laughs> And I'm not joking that porn Team YP is legitimately a thing. <laughs> how much did that cost them i don't know how much the naming rights cost them but they are legitimately you porn was like look you know what the porn business is kind of it's it's a thing and it's it's continuing onwards but we want to expand this esports business is <laughs>
1: because really they need to be uh investing in a gamer team to get anyone to know what they are
0: exactly right but they thought no it's not even i don't think it's even a brand awareness thing they just thought all right who watches porn Maybe gamers who spend a lot of time in front of their computer, maybe? Mm -hmm. So maybe this seems like a perfect fit. So Team Europorn, however, they have been denied entry into what's called ESL, the Electronic Sports League. They are arguably one of the biggest corporations out there which run Counter-Strike tournaments at the moment. They run two of the majors, ESL-1 Cologne and ESL-1 Katowice, which is, Katowice is arguably the biggest one. It's the name tournament. So because of that, that team now is no longer allowed to compete in any ESL competition. As long as they've got that name? or As just, long uh, as they have that name. Okay. So as long as they are still called Team porn, or even if they're even associated with porn as a thing, the corporation won't let them wow. go. Now, I'm in two minds about this. One, obviously, right? It, it's an obvious decision from a business standpoint. You can't be taken seriously. can advocate. If you, yes, exactly. We're... But on the other hand, why not, Yeah. right? If it's a business, which is that they're not actually going around saying, hey, we're, you know, we're this is... The, but that's just their team name. Sure. But they don't even get referred to as UPorn. The Team YP. Sure. Granted, they have UPorn on the but and <laughs> we don't know what it stands for. <laughs> but part of me kind of goes, I understand it, but if a corporation is willing to put the money in... Why are we so prude in the fact that we don't allow that to happen? It's not as if I can sh- possibly address this. Oh, go. Yeah. Oh, well, I'd love to hear your opinion. Um,
1: on this one. a it sounds this is the comment I, I made a little earlier. Yeah. It sounds a lot like real sports, yeah, where real sports have requirements and limitations on sponsorship. Yes, they do. You've got all these teams where you can't be uh, advertising alcohol or cigarettes or anything like that now, at least here in Australia. Yeah. And that's just, you know, because we've got lots of young kids and lots of people watching these shows and watching these games who are getting uh, influenced by alcohol and cigarettes. Or in this case, you porn, you've got potentially these, you know, seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds who like playing Counter-Strike or like watching their big brother or big sister play Counter-Strike yeah. and they're watching these other, uh, other professional players going, oh, what's YP? Looking it up, oh, you porn, what's you porn?
0: Yeah, and look... So and that's, that's got to be at least... That's where I, I have the obviously. Like, obviously that's yeah. going to happen and that's going to be a rule. But that said, uh, it's but Counter-Strike. The thing, the thing is, the, well, in saying that, it is a lot of money behind Counter-Strike yeah. as well. Speaking of the epidemics of Counter-Strike as well, did you know that uh, Counter-Strike has a gambling problem?
1: company or no, the game? No, the
0: actual game itself has an epidemic with gambling. So, for those of you who don't know, the way that Counter-Strike has, what it has is it has a skin system, and basically, you can buy skins for your weapons, right? They don't give you any enhancements over any of their power, it's literally just they look nice. Sure. Okay? Some skins are worth more than others, and each skin then has five different levels of wear, from what's called factory new to look pristine and perfect all the way down to what's called battle worn and uh, uh, are
1: these skins do do these skins deteriorate in quality no they do not so
0: if you get a factory new a factory new skin you can put it on your you can equip it play it in a hundred rounds and then sell it to someone else wow, okay. because it's still factory new. Now, well, the way that it works is that the way you get skins, you have to put real money into it. So wow. they have what's called cases, and the cases you earn through gameplay, sure. you can buy cases for like 20 cents. They're not. But the thing is to open these cases, you need to buy a key, and those keys are worth $2.50 <laughs> per key, right? I will admit I probably put in at least $100 worth of my money wow. into this. But in saying that, I have over 500 hours in Counter-Strike. Well, that, that's, and, I, that's and that is over the past five years. Yep. And so if you look at it from a... I paid $25 for this game, and I've sunk in 500 hours. On the other hand, I paid something like $80 for a game such as... Uh, what did I pay? It was Brink, for Yum. example. Played twelve hours, never picked Yum. it up again. Okay. So from a money ratio, it kind of makes sense, right? And you look know?
1: at it like this: a movie, a movie will set you back about twenty bucks. Yep. And that's two hours, two and a half hours tops.
0: Yeah. So you think about it from a from a time like I, entertainment versus... Yeah, it's like twenty dollars here or there, right? Sure. So looking at this, so you each get a skin collection. Now there are a lot of websites which will take your skins because you can trade them to and from players. And what these sites will do now is there's gambling sites. For example, CSGO Lounge is one where you can actually put your inventory in and make a bet of skins. And they give you odds. They say this is the value of your weapon and this is the value of your bet. And if it comes up, they will give you a value of those weapons. Now, the way that they're also doing this is there's a couple of other sites, such as one called CSGO Wild, will give you a diamond. One diamond is worth one dollar. So say, for example, a skin is worth 12 bucks. you get 12 diamonds if you trade it sure. to them and they give you. Literally, it is a coin flip. I'm going to put X amount of dollars into this coin flip. Or not dollars, I should say diamonds. And depending on what happens, heads or tails, someone else will match my bet. So I can <laughs> say $3 on heads. Someone will come in and go, yep, $3 on tails. Flip the coin, if I'm right, I get their diamonds. I can then use those diamonds in turn to buy skins, which then has monetary value to other people because okay, they okay. me money.
1: So I got everything up to case. Yep. No I'm kidding. Um, that sounds <laughs> but, very complicated. So if, you, if you
0: can see the cycle here, you earn diamonds to you earn diamonds to make to buy skins and those skins have a monetary value attached to them and people then you can check out that money now the problem is the epidemic you have to be 18 to gamble yeah CSGO has a huge fan base underneath 18 Mm. years old and that is where the episode still comes today. In. Yes, because it's been
1: around for a really long time. Well, the, My kids the, the, still picking this game up. Yes,
0: so many kids. And and now, by the way, I'm saying kids all the way from ten. But majority of those kids I'm talking about would be around that fourteen yeah. to eighteen mark. Yeah. Now there's a huge fan base and player base over the legal age. But of sure. course, we can't have minors gambling. Yeah, absolutely. They don't understand, and so that's something which the company also has to has to monitor. Fix. So, I bet you didn't realize that that was going on in the world at the moment, but it uh, no, certainly is. No, I did
1: not. No, I did not.
0: I know there was a lot of information, but uh, look, it honestly, it was the TF2 hat model. Basically, TF2 went free-to-play, cause yep. it literally just sold hats. And people laughed at it, but Valve made a bucket load of money, so much so that they justified going, we can... Make this game free, and we're still wow. making money on it. Yep. That's what they did. They brought it into CSGO to the point where other companies now do it. League of Legends is a free-to-play yep. game. It made So is that really
1: where this free-to-play model kind yeah, of started from? Yeah, it's the
0: free-to-play model, which is League of Legends is a free-to-play game. You can yep. pick it up and start playing for free. Sure. You don't have to pay anything.
1: Star Wars uh, Old Republic now. Old Republic, yep. exactly the same to play. thing.
0: However, Star Wars didn't start out that no, way. It didn't. No, it did But League of Legends made over $400 million last year. That's a lot of millions. From a free-to-play game. That just shows you that people are willing to put the money in if they, you know, if they feel that the time's yeah, worth it. Yeah, yeah. But the makes But the more important thing is that they, whatever you buy is literally not to help you win, which is the pay-to-win model, which we all hate.
1: I'm going to throw something out to you. Yep. I have some gaming news that I've just remembered that I read during the week. Oh, hit me.
0: Yeah, this is strange. This We're is breaking news format. That this is news We're breaking I format. I haven't put this news down. But No.
1: Um, DC on- Online. Yes. Is going to Xbox One. <gasps>
0: Oh, to the console! play.
1: It should be hit there in the next uh, day or two, I believe. So, wow! So that's really that's cool. That's the extent of my news. Nothing more, but I believe that's happening to well, celebrate you... the fifth year or yeah, no, no, it's... something like that.
0: Yeah, the, um, DC Online is essentially a superhero. Wow, essentially. Oh, great,
1: great. I haven't really played it, so it's, but it's,
0: it's, it's I was like that cool. cool. Sounds great. It's, it's got a very good dedicated community, but nowhere near the size that World of Warcraft has. But well, got, which is, you got you, is you is broke shrinking. me off of my Counter Strike. Uh, information sorry, which is sorry. no it's fantastic because this means we can talk about the next piece of information that I'd like to talk about which was of course I would like to talk about that on the weekend uh, it was international tabletop day on Saturday mm. so of course if you have never heard of it essentially there's a website called geekandsundry.com made by What is geekandsundry.com Geek and Sundry was a website made by Will Wheaton and Felicia, Felicia. Day so they essentially every year for the past three years they've now started a, an idea of just a day to get your friends together and play some board games. And I held my first ever party, and it was a success. Yes, you couldn't be there because you were working. That's exactly right. You couldn't attend my tabletop day. I couldn't attend Civil War. I think. I get.
1: Okay. Okay. I see where you're going with this. Let's call it even this <laughs> Let's week.
0: Call it even this week, you will play Rise of the Tomb Raider next week. I will yeah. watch Civil War. Yeah. That's how it all kind of works. But of course, uh, you know.
1: What, what did you play?
0: We actually played a couple. We played One Night Ultimate Werewolf, which I told you about, yep, as well as Ultimate Werewolf. Yep. Um, and they're fantastic games because they allow for a lot of people. We had up to 10 people playing. Wow, and they... that's
1: huge. Well, congratulations on that success. Thank
0: you. Thank you. It was really good to have the amount of people. We had about 12 people throughout the night come and go, which was really good. Wow. And um, we also played... Um, uh, we played a couple of other ones. Not for as long. We played a game called Coup, which is a, uh, earlier in the day. Coup! Coup, yeah. But uh, look, the reason that I bring this one up is because I think this week when I come to my, my, recommend, my recommending for a game that people have to play, I'm going to recommend that people don't play a specific game, but they don't play a video game. I want people to play Ooh. a board game. And I want you to try and find a board game that is not Monopoly, Scrabble, You Know those ones made out. by Mattel and the reason being is because I personally believe that there are so many more great games which aren't complicated by the way you just gotta just yeah. you know remember the first time you played Monopoly you're like what do you mean I can't move and take sh-? you know it. yeah absolutely if you give it the chance I think people will really like it I think really that's like a
1: fantastic it. piece of homework
0: yeah and so uh, look for example and for any, any of my friends who are listening if you want to come over here and play board games I've still got some that I haven't played yet so it's, count me in so it looks like we may actually play some games. If, if that's if
1: that needs to be my homework, I plan to play a game with
0: you. Yeah. So speaking of, uh, so that that will just be quick. But speaking of how you just mentioned console port, Stardew Valley is getting a console port. The uh, surprise YouTube hit about basically making a farm, but it's like a, an RPG that's getting its own. Uh, it's getting a console like port. Like Farmville. To- Not like Farmville at all. Kind of imagine Earthbound, if you know what Earthbound is. Or let's say Terraria. Do you know what that is? Yes. Terraria is like a 2D Minecraft. It's kind of like that, but you basically build a farm, but on top of that it has a story base as well. So okay. you can go talk to okay. people, marry people, so on and so forth. That's getting console ports to Xbox One and PS4, as well as online multiplayer as well as localization in different regions. Great. So that's gonna be another one. And finally, my final piece of news for today is gonna to be the mighty number no. nine. We'll finally get its release date, June twenty-one. Do you know what mighty number no. nine is? No, tell me. So do you know Mega Man? I do know Mega so Man. Know Mega Man so basically mighty number no. nine is the spiritual successor to Mega Man. It's made Ooh. by the team, by a team of about ten people who worked on the original Mega Man series. You've got my attention. And uh, they did a Kickstarter about two years ago, successful Kickstarter, really, really successful. However, this game has been pushed back three times, and people have being a Kickstarter. People are a bit annoyed at the fact of that keeps getting pushed back. But they officially have a release date this year. It will be released in the second quarter, um, in well, right at the end of the second quarter. I yeah, should say, June ju- twenty one, yeah, just yeah. just about to go into the third. But uh, Mighty Number no. Nine, it looks fantastic. It's got that old two D retro Ooh, Mega Man uh, feeling. I'm going to be playing that hoo-wah. one. But uh, that's going to bring us to the end of the news, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. I've made my recommendation. You must play a board game of your card. It could be a card game, but yep. I'd like you to try something that you haven't played before. If yep. you're listening to this and you just want to play something, just Google something and maybe try something. What What about you, Danny? What should be we watching?
1: Apart from Civil War. Apart from Civil War. Let's just assume that,
0: that. That is. That is. That's your last mandatory. Yep. That's, that's mandatory. That's mandatory. Ex machina. Ex machina. Yep. Yes. So, I'm very quick on this one. People, we talked about um, Alicia Vikanda. Uh, Vikanda. Uh, I always always stuff up her last She's...
1: Name. A, she's a fantastic performer. Yep. B, she's absolutely stunning.
0: Yes. Yes, she is. My wife is downstairs and she can't currently hear us, so that's quite nice. Hopefully, she's not listening to this. But, but
1: beyond that, uh, Oscar Isaac is in That's it? exactly what I was about yep. to bring up. Poe, Poe Dameron. Po,
0: and the, uh, I can't remember, I can always forget his name. Domin Hall. Domin- Domin- Hall Gleeson. He is the uh, the guy, the, the Imperial guy, the the, the the wranger, if you will. <laughs> the, the, the red-headed guy from Star Wars The of Force Admiral. Awakens. The Admiral. Yep. Um, and so it's actually really interesting to see that because Poe... And he was in
1: um, Harry Potter as well. He, he was Bill.
0: Ah, oh, he was too. Yeah. That's how I know him. I have
1: all the random movie trivia. Ah,
0: well, the, you are the movie. You are the movie guy, and that's why I have. So, Ex Machina is required watching. Uh, mandatory, being Civil War, and uh, and we'll all be playing course. a board game and as well. We'll be playing a board game, and I will. I will expect a report from you, Danny next week just as okay. i will report to you on x mark and I. i've seen it but i think i go, have got to go watch so it good. again. but ladies and gentlemen we're just uh now into the wrapping up stages of our weekly podcast of our nerdisms danny do you have any shout outs or anything that you would like to give as we always do
1: um i can't think of anything exciting
0: Again, we'll always... <laughs> <laughs> wow. No no, no big shouts. I, 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 of course, will say, you know. make sure you go check out his website, www.dannybeaton.com.au. Thank you very much. As well, check out his book, Mal, Winter, and The Cloud Runners, I as well as his YouTube on, channel, yeah. Dan And my Twitter handle is at @dan- DannyBeaton. Did Beeson. you actually tweet this week?
1: I thought about it. You <laughs> thought? Well, that's one I opened Twitter we at one point. Well... well if anyone uh, sends me a, 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 a tweet... I will then uh, tweet back,
0: much like I did when I tweeted you with last week's podcast episode. I will I say liked you did, that. You liked it. You know that's one step I more. Than I I was to do that. Yes. Yeah, so what can, about you?
1: Where 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 can, where can
0: the people find you? Of course, again on the Twitter sphere, you can find me at GamestarNeva. G A M E S T A H, not A E R, as a lot of people do. GamestarNeva, all one word. Of course, you can also find me on the YouTubes where this will also be posted. Neba TV on YouTube. Um, and uh, there is actually a couple little interesting series that we've got coming up. Uh, we've actually got the Jedi Knight uh, playthrough, which is going through at the moment. I'm quite enjoying that series at the moment, as we talked about. Great. And uh, a couple of few little interesting things maybe coming up on the YouTube channel. So looking for more subscribers as well as uh, doing some live production. So check
1: work. it out and give it a give it a, give it a subscribe.
0: Yeah, all that stuff. On both of ours, I think. We yeah, did. well,
1: uh, on my channel, we've just released our spoiler-free Captain America. It was actually a very good video. Review. I quite enjoyed that Thank one you. as well. So. And our spoiler review is coming in just a few
0: days. That's very, very good as well. Very exciting. I won't be watching that until I've watched the movie. Until you've seen the movie. Until I've seen the movie. But ladies and gentlemen, until next week, this has been another nerdy podcast with Nieba and Danny. I was Nieba. And I was Danny. Thank you very much for your company once again. Danny, great to have you back up in the Nerd Cave. And we will be seeing you next week for more nerd news, nerdlings and all that good stuff. Take care, bye. Bye, bye, Bye-bye, bye-bye.